Welcome to WOMA's podcast series on OEM updates. In today's session, we will be discussing a very interesting resident project titled Space Radiation Effects, Comparison of Ovarian Toxicity of Low-Dose Gamma Radiation versus High LET Charged Particle Radiation. My name is Dr. Alia Khan, and I am today's moderator. WOMA is the Western Occupational and Environmental Medicine Association and a subcomponent of ACOM. We have designed these WOMA podcasts to be a tool and a benefit for WOMA members to stay current on topics of interest to occupational and environmental medicine physicians. The WOMA Education Committee members involved in planning this session and today's speaker have no relevant financial relationships to disclose. Space travel has always been an exciting conquest that humans have looked towards. Many young children and grown adults watched the latest SpaceX launch in amazement, and we recently had the first all-female spacewalk out of the International Space Station. Space exploration has led scientists on Earth to investigate questions related to the health of our astronauts. Dr. Abudali, a resident in occupational and environmental medicine, has been researching the space radiation effects on ovarian function and is here to tell us more about his project. Dr. Shea Wadali is currently in his second year of the UCI Occupational and Environmental Residency Program. He obtained his undergraduate degree from University of Connecticut and attended medical school at the Howard University College of Medicine in Washington, DC. He completed his internship at the Naval Medical Center San Diego in 2014. Dr. Awadali proudly served as a US Naval flight surgeon during his active duty military service. Prior to starting residency at UC Irvine, he worked as a medical director at a large occupational medicine practice in Southern California. He plans to pursue a clinical career after graduation and is interested in developing new strategies to improve workers' safety, health, and well-being. He recently won the first place resident research poster award at the Western Occupational Health Conference in September of this year. Now, we should have full disclosure here and recognize that you're a resident of my program, and I have to say that I'm thrilled to be able to have you on this podcast so that our listeners can hear about your research. Welcome, Dr. Abadali. Thank you so much, Dr. Khan. Um, it's really a pleasure uh, having this podcast um, and having the opportunity to actually present my, uh, my research and also my graduate thesis. Well, that's great. Um, so let's just start off by, if you could just tell us, you know, what were the objectives of, of your study and, and what got you involved in this? I have two answers to that question. And uh, the first one, the first answer is that, you know, the, the biological effect of ionizing radiation of female reproduction uh, have relatively been understudied. Uh, now that we have an astronaut core uh, becoming increasingly female, it is therefore important to understand the radiation effect on female reproductive system. Uh, personally, because of my background in aeromedical science and as a naval flight surgeon, uh, it was natural for me to gravitate towards this type of research. Also, I see it as a way of giving back. Research in women's health is underrepresented, and I have witnessed firsthand this underrepresentation in aviation in general while caring for uh, United States Naval and Marine Corps uh, female pilots and aircrew. 
Thank you for um, telling us about that and especially highlighting um, the need for further research in, in reproductive toxicology. So um, can you tell us what you found in your study? Yes. So um, our study looked at the uh, looked at the comparison of ovarian toxicity from low dose gamma radiation compared to high lineal energy transfer charged particle radiation, both of which are components of galactic cosmic radiation. In contrast, um, while gamma radiation exposure is common on Earth, ILTE charged particle radiation only exists when generated uh, experimentally or from clinical exposures on Earth. So I want to provide a quick uh, background in galactic cosmic radiation. Uh, it, it's dominant source of radiation that originates outside the Earth's solar system and must be dealt with aboard current spacecraft and future space mission within our solar system. It permeates interplanetary space and can pass practically unimpeded through a spacecraft or the skin of an astronaut. Galactic cosmic radiation comprises of 85% protons, 14% alpha particles, and 1% of this high energy and highly charged ion called HZE particles, and also contains 2% of electrons. When galactic cosmic radiation interacts with gases within the interstellar space, gamma radiation is also emitted. So both of uh, these types of ionizing radiation are similar in that DNA is the target of the induced damage, uh, but they differ quite significantly. HZE particles are I-L-E-T, um, and, and which means that they are heavier, highly charged ions with I kinetic energy that possess a significant ionizing power, greater penetration power, and uh, significantly higher potential for direct radiation-induced damage. And this is because ILET -E radiation causes com complex clustered uh, double-stranded DNA damage compared to gamma radiation, which are low LET ionizing radiation and cause vastly less penetrating ionization. It is more likely to cause single-stranded uh, DNA breakage. The annual average radiation dose per person in the United States is about uh, 6.2 millisieverts. While astronauts um, on the space shuttle uh, to the International Space Station get approximately 160 millisieverts of radiation. Now for the upcoming uh, Mars mission, astronauts were estimated to get 1,200 uh, millisieverts of radiation, which is quite significant. Currently in literature, tissue targets of radiation-induced female reproductive toxicity have been well investigated. They include disruption of the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis, uh, uterine toxicity, and gonadal ovotoxicity. Ionizing radiation has a gonadal toxic action with long-term effects that includes ovarian insufficiency, premature ovarian failure, and subsequent infertility. And one of the mechanisms that's been identified is via uh, radiation-induced follicular destruction and depletion.
So uh, I'm going to next talk about uh, just uh, about the follicle. Follicle is a, a functional unit of the ovary. Uh, it consists uh, of a germ cell surrounded by su supporting somatic cells called granulose and fecal cells. Uh, follicles produce endocrine hormones and are essential for generating mature gametes, uh, gametes um, capable of being fertilized. Folliculogenesis, uh, which is our, our marker here, um, it's what we're studying. And say folliculogenesis uh, is the maturation of the ovarian follicle, and it and it begins with you know primordial follicle, which are quiescent in the smallest follicle, uh, which later develop into a primary and then secondary and antra, uh, which are preovulatory uh, follicles. So as a result, the number of follicles within the ovary is an important predictor of reproductive function. Therefore, external factors such as radiation uh, can accelerate reproductive aging. And studies have shown that, that primordial follicles have been identified as the most radiosensitive gamma radiation. So for our study, our experimental design, we exposed 11-week-old female dot mice to um, zero radiation, 5, 15, and 50 centigrade gamma radiation. These mice were euthanized at one week after irradiation, and the outcome of our measurements uh, included, you know, a measured weight of the total body of the, of the mouse, uh, the uterus weight, paired ovary and oviduct uh, weight, and also we did what's called a, a, a follicular count, a histomorphometric count under a light microscope of the different types of follicles. We identified, uh, we, we counted a total of three of those follicles. We counted the primordial follicle, the primary and secondary follicles. So uh, going to the study, our hypotheses were that one uh, gamma radiation cause a dose-dependent destruction of a very follicle and morphological reduction in the ovary size. We also postulated that the ovarian follicle destruction from gamma radiation over less potent than high charge, high LET particle radiation. So we're surprised when our results showed that we saw an over, overall reduction in measured total body weight, urine weight, and the paired uh, oviduct and ovary weight. Um, however, only the reduction in total body weight shows statistical significance. When we looked at the isomorphometric count, although we had only we currently have counted 15 out of 32 ovaries, but we already can see notable differences in follicular count. Uh, when compared to prior studies in our lab uh, that studied over toxicity of charged particle radiation, some of our counts fell within the expected ranges of follicular counts in the control ovaries of the same age and strain. So very uh, reassuring. Currently, um, the reason why this is significant is that no published studies have investigated effects of doses of gamma radiation lower than 50 centigrade. Our uh, study will be the first to establish a full dose response. And currently, we saw that a whole body gamma radiation causes reduction in total body weight 
with statistical significance. We identify that more analysis needs to be completed uh, because this data will allow us to determine the relative biologic effectiveness of gamma radiation-induced ovarian toxicity. That's very interesting, and, and it definitely sounds very exciting. Uh, now that you know you're at the tail end of your thesis project, are there any other burning questions you have, um, and you would like to continue to explore? Absolutely, the question of of safety. Uh, really, in the laboratory, we are seeing evidence that low doses of ionizing radiation causes significant toxicity and epidemiological data from studies on radiation exposure have well documented the stochastic and deterministic effect of ionizing radiation. The question is how can we reduce or mitigate the effect of space radiation on astronauts in current and future space exploration? All great questions and as we continue to explore space this will be a a question that needs further analysis. Um, so how do you think your findings will have an impact on the field of occupational and environmental medicine? And as a resident, oh, you know, what is, do you think is the most important thing you learned from your project? I feel like you'll learn quite a lot. I hope our study helps to shed uh, more light and continue to shed light on the reproductive toxicological effect of ionizing radiation and in the future help to develop effective ways to detect, measure, and provide surveillance for radiation toxicity in occupations with exposure to higher doses of radiation. Dr. Abadali, thank you for providing us a synopsis of your research project. I wish you best of luck, and I hope to see and hear much more about future research in this field. On behalf of the WOMA Education Committee, the WOMA Board of Directors, and myself as moderator of this podcast, I want to sincerely thank our speaker, Dr. Shea Yawadali, and also thank those of you who listened. The goal of these WOMA podcasts is to update you on a topic of current interest to occupational medicine. You can check out our prior podcasts on the WOMA website and by subscribing to our WOMA podcast channel from wherever you find your favorite podcasts, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. To learn more about WOMA, visit our website at www.woma.org. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Alia Khan, and until next time, take care.